0: Welcome to Season 6 of Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect. I practice in Massachusetts. My specialty is additions and renovations to older homes. I'm especially interested in sustainable renovations and new technologies. This season, I'll be speaking with women in renovations. These women could be in construction, real estate, design. They could be homeowners with a story to tell. Each will bring her experience and advice to people who are planning a home renovation of their own. The first five seasons have covered all aspects of home renovations from foundations to roofing, sustainable renovations, DIY projects, how to hire professionals, and there are lots of home renovation stories and advice from all types of people. In this episode, I discuss door refurbishment with Amy Baglin, the owner of Door Renew in Denver, Colorado. Amy has a background in high-growth startups and... She, along with Matt Holtzman, are the local owners of Door Renew Denver, which is a high-end door restoration franchise focused on growing the value of a home for the fraction of the cost. We talked about the process, frequently asked questions, what it was like to be a woman in this industry versus previous industry that she's been involved with, and the advantages of renewing a door versus replacing a door. Here's my conversation with Amy. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. What does your company do? I mean, beyond the obvious, renewing doors. How do you how do you even do that? And do you do doors of all ages? And do you do restoration on the doors as well, or just stripping, or changing the hardware? What do you do?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm happy to talk to you more about the specifics and you know how we could be able to help. And just in general, what we provide is homeowners and other folks who are involved in uh, home renovations and home building. Uh, the opportunity to refinish their doors at a fraction of the cost of replacement. And especially where I am located in the Denver market, the the weather, the sun, the lack of humidity here, the moisture from the rain and snow really beats down on the doors. And so every five to 10 years or so, our clients are looking for you know solving this growing issue of their door, just looking worse and worse. And yeah, we've come in to be able to help with that. It's a job that most in our experience... Most other trades folks, I think painters, handymen, other door companies that do other types of door things, they don't want to touch it. It's not a fun process to do and most people will like to avoid it or if they will do it, they'll do a pretty um, kind of basic shoddy job uh, and it doesn't last very long. So that's Mm. the gist of what we do. Uh, And to answer your question about how we can help with things beyond door refinishing, the wood refinishing itself, um, yeah, we do a lot of restoration as well. Like we just actually reinstalled these doors in the Denver Market in a really historic area in a Victorian home. Uh, they were original 1800s Argentinian doors. They were like 11 Ooh. feet tall and absolutely stunning. Um, it was a big job. It took a while, but they were so intricate, and we were able to not only do the obvious refinishing work on the wood, but and rebuild a couple components, fill in the cracks that existed in the panels. Those that's going to happen, right? With the humidity, ebb and flow. But um, that's an example of a door. I wish I could send you a picture. Maybe I can. Uh, yeah. of, there's a lot of restoration work on top of the refinishing itself.
0: Interesting. Yeah, because almost everybody that I work with, when they redo their house, they feel like they want to freshen up their door. And beyond painting, there aren't, like you said, there aren't a lot of options in that. And When you say it's a fraction of the cost, how much of a, what size fraction are we talking about? Yeah,
1: I, well, it depends. I mean, if, if you have like a basic door from Lowe's, you know, that was probably like $1,500 plus or minus, you're not going to want to go with that. Because you could probably just get a new door. But the the clients that we serve are the ones that have beautiful entryways. Likely the door is surrounded by transom windows and side lights and the whole thing matches, right? It doesn't have to be, right? It can be a, a beautiful door that's just in a painted frame, too. That works as well. And those doors are expensive. I mean, some of those with the side lights and transoms can run 10 dollars 20000 um, So, we on a quality door, we will come in um, anywhere from 20, 30, 40% the cost of replacement.
0: A lot of these old houses, especially the Victorians, do have these just amazingly beautiful, oversized doors that you really can't even buy. I mean, you can't, you'd have to get a completely custom made, and that's, yeah. that's worth refinishing.
1: Speaking of, of Victorian doors, we have another client active right now who's completely remodeling her Victorian uh, in a neighborhood in Denver called Sloan's Lake. And um, she decided to, they're building the walls, like they gutted it, right? And so um, they needed simple frames built, which will be taken care of. But they also bought seven or eight doors off of eBay, original 1800s vintage that all match. Oh, wow. All matching, beautiful, stunning. And they were in rough shape, but she bought them for like 170 bucks each, plus or minus. Wow. So what she's investing is the restoration of those pieces and those panels Um, and it's going to look
0: stunning yeah and so do you build the frames as well or we can yeah we can I mean
1: it's not our specialty but we do have folks on staff who have carpentry you know backgrounds so that's something that we can handle
0: how do you actually do it do you dip the doors or I mean yeah are you asking like what's the process like when we show up to a house what does it look like yeah, let's go through the process because I've been wondering, well, how am I going to restore my door and then get when I'm going to put plywood up over my door or my cats, you know, I don't want just a big opening in the front of my house for however long it takes. Yeah. So absolutely.
1: that's the first question everybody has. Like what's what's gonna happen with that big space? So in the vast majority of our jobs right now, we do have a shop in uh in Denver, right outside of Denver, and it's uh where we do the majority of our work on the doors themselves. So let's say that you what do you have?
0: What does your door look like first? My door is four panels with two old bullseye glass things above it.
1: Okay. And a single door, do you have a matching frame andor side lights?
0: No side lights. Uh nope. Okay, perfect. So um
1: in your case, what we would do is we would come to the house uh and we would have the measurements and. Uh, approximate measurements of your frame doorway. And then we would come, we would take the door off the frame and put a temporary plug in place. We lo- use plywood and insulation and then bolts that go on the inside of the home so that it's clamped mm. and bolted from the inside. It's actually extremely secure and insulated. Like every single client we've worked with has a side door or a garage door. Um, they rarely use the front door <laughs> every day. And so we would put that plug in and then the door comes onto our van. We bring it to the shop. It spends about a week in the shop where it goes through the process. So it goes through stripping, sanding, and we are extremely meticulous in our stripping and sanding process. This is where a lot of the handymen and folks who will take jobs like this on typically skip or, you know, they'll take a lot of leeway and shortcuts. So we completely strip and sand. And then on an intricate door, that takes a lot of time a lot of time and there's intricate areas where you have to use small tools. So it can take a couple of days to get it properly sanded down. We're very careful. You can't add wood back obviously. And then after that, we'll go um, into the staining process with whatever stain of your choice. Some of our clients will choose to completely change the color. Other clients will just want to match what they have. And then from there, uh, we use about six coats of a marine grade lacquer and that lacquer is from the boating industry. It's actually meant to withstand, you know, the elements, the the moisture, the sun. It has a lot of UV UV protection in it, and it's not super glossy or anything like that. Uh, and then the door comes back to the house. We reinstall, and then if there is any, like whether it's a matching frame or additional you know, uh, entryway wood. we do that work on site. So we'll do the same process we talked about, but on site. And we try to match that with the days we drop, uh, pick up and drop off the door.
0: That's great. Cause I imagine it would look like brand new because you would have taken over all the layers of paint off and all the drips and uh, everything else that's accumulated over however many hundred, 200 years or something.
1: Yeah, the paint is a whole other ball game. So if it's painted, I can't tell you if we've ever taken a door in that's painted with just one coat of paint.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I can't see that happening.
1: <laughs> but um, it's actually a much, much bigger deal for us to take in a door that's painted, especially with layers upon layers. And that's a, that's another, you know, component, right? How How long is it going to take to strip that paint off? And so... Yeah, for people who have painted doors, and we just had a door come, a double doors that came in that, like, the paint was bubbling. It looked like it had a disease, like it was, it was like a monster, you know, with with gnarly bubbles all over it. And uh, red, and when we were finished with it, she wanted it to be stained, so it it truly looked completely new when she got it back.
0: Wow, that's amazing that you can do that. I know, I know, and we get a lot of people who...
1: Um, probably a lot of your listeners, um, are, you know, DIY folks and wanting to take care of things that they can reasonably Mm -hmm. take care of themselves. And we have a number of clients who will come in and say, I got this halfway done. I can't do it anymore. Or I've been (laughs) trying to strip and sand. I can't get half of these, you know, where any of the, um, panels meet the rest of the slab and the intricate areas I just can't get it off like please help me take this across the finish line so a lot of DIY projects gone wrong
0: oh god yeah well they don't all go wrong but yeah sometimes just need a little professional help all right so what would you say the benefits are for replacing renewing the door versus replacing the door I mean obviously it's cost less you have better quality door
1: yeah, I think there's there's a few things there. So of course, yes, you just mentioned the cost. And then the second component is people, like the vast majority of our clients are very attached to their door and they mm. love it. And they take pride in the way that it looks. And they either bought it before because they loved the way it looked and the quality that it had, or when they bought the house, they fell in love with it. And so, you know, we call it um, the smile of your home, cheesy, but it's kind of mm-hmm. true. And so the idea of replacing something like that's quite sentimental. Um, a client just recently, her husband died of COVID and they had built their house together. And that door was like a signifier. I mean, I have chills thinking about this, that like, you know, carried her through that doorway and she did not want to get rid of it no matter what it was going to take. And so there's the sentimental value. It's very high for most of our clients. And then the third component is just the time and the hassle that it will take to go through replacing. It is not a short process. And even now with the supply chain issues that are still out there, even if they don't exist and you're getting like a regular timeline from whatever vendor you choose to go with, you're still looking at likely a multi-month process. And so that is another component to think about. And then the fourth thing is, um, you know, the sustainability element of it. One of the reasons we got into this business was because we're helping to save trees and to not be cutting down more, more trees and using that wood for doors that don't need to be replaced necessarily. Right. And that component means a lot to us personally as owners.
0: Also, you keep the doors out of the waste stream that way. So it keeps it out of the landfills, you know, so that's yeah. another sustainability aspect of no. it.
1: Oh, and then I will also mention, it is hard to find good, I mean, I'm sure you talk about this in other elements um, of home renovation, it's hard to find good quality things these days, good quality materials. And so I think it's just increasingly harder for homeowners to find something that is of comparable quality to what they already have. So that's another element of um, what it would take to, to really replace with something comparable.
0: If people protect their doors better, that means you'll get less customers. But still, how would you how would you recommend that people protect their doors, especially after they've had it restored? I mean, how do you protect it from the harsh weather?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And I will first say that no matter what, weather and elements do win out over time. And so we can do our best to do the highest quality job to protect for a longer period of time than you might normally see. And the moment will come more. know this is gonna have to if you want to keep things looking nice, you're gonna have to do it again. And there's different ways that you can do that with with what we provide. Um, The number one thing in our market and much many of the places across the country is standing snow because you know rain doesn't stand around hopefully. Um, but snow does and it drifts, right? And it can be a couple of feet up the door um, depending on where you are. And so a lot of the doors that we bring in here in Colorado are substantially worse on the bottom from snow and from sun. You can't stop the sun from being where it is on your home, but you can do something about the snow. So that's number one. Um, For small imperfections and uh, scratches and things like that, we like to give our clients, it's very cheap, you can get on Amazon, an almond stick. And almond sticks can be used for uh, any sort of scratches or like things that need to kind of be buffed out um, or imperfections that you can just hide with this almond oil. Uh, so yeah. that's a really nice thing for small nicks and scratches. And then for just general care, uh, depends on the, the finish. Like we have some clients that have specifically chosen, instead of having our our Typical lacquer that we use. That they choose an oil-based finish, and then they just have to commit to reapplying that oil on a, whatever cadence they are willing to commit to. Monthly mm-hmm. would be amazing. Quarterly would be ideal um, yeah. to keep things in a good spot. So it really depends on what your final finish choice was and stain. And then, uh, other than that, you know, I think keeping up with when things start to take a turn for looking a little bit more weathered and cracked, um, then we do have services where we can come in and do like a kind of facelift package, for example, that is much less expensive. And it's like a tune-up, if you will.
0: Mm. You come to the house and leave the door in place and just kind of make it look nicer. Like we
1: might take it off the frame, put it on a sawhorse, and do
0: the work and put it right back on. But I mean, it's like a same day service sort of thing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly.
1: And some of our clients, we can... Some folks, that's all that they require. And so we are, you know, just as a sneak peek, that's something that we're looking to roll out as well, Um, because if you don't need the whole thing worked on, um, but we can get close with doing a more facelift version of our service, um, then, you know, we're happy to help in that way.
0: That's all very interesting. So how did you, how'd you get into this? Was it a business thing? Were you in the building sphere before or
1: yeah I am the farthest from somebody who's been in the home improvement and home services and building space as you could probably find. my background is in technology startups and specifically consumer facing technology startups so i've been I've been in the business of getting businesses off the ground since I was in college that was a long time ago um, and I've started and scaled three. This is my fourth, um, three tech companies, actually three companies, two of them high growth tech companies, and they were, you know, VC backed. We did the whole like hockey stick growth thing. It was a really fun time. And this was, both of those companies have been sold and and I, you know, I had a kid and we moved to the suburbs and I wondered, what is it that I want to focus on in this kind of next chapter of my life? I knew I didn't want to do a tech startup again, just because it was Really demanding on my time and my lifestyle, and I'm in a different phase of life now. Um, so, I do actually still coach and consult entrepreneurs and CEOs that are in a, kind of an early uh, stage of business and learn, looking to improve leadership skills and grow their team out and scale. But um, this opportunity came because I was looking at what are other types of businesses that I can get involved in that are not. In the sphere, I already know because it takes a lot of active involvement to be CEO of a company like that. And I wanted to look at something that was more recession-proof. Um, you know, I've got my uh, quotation marks on that one. And uh, that would always be there, right? It's not a fad. It's not a fad to refinish your door. Everyone's going to have a need for that at some point if they if they fit our ideal customer um, right. and your home fits. So. So I really liked that. It felt very grounded. Um, and then when I saw Door Renew, and I saw how niche it was, I really liked that too. We do one thing and we do it really well. And we can do other stuff. You know, we can take on other jobs that are a similar process and service, but the vast majority of our jobs are, are doors only. And I liked how focused it was. And I also liked that when I told people about it, it was one of those products where people would go, oh my God, I need that. I yeah. didn't even know that people did that. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so that was a really good indicator that the, when people have the problem and they know it, but they don't know where to go, mm-hmm. um, that's a good that's a good opportunity. So all those reasons combined.
0: As I mentioned before, this season I'm talking about women in home renovations, basically. And do you have any thoughts on that? As being a woman who's now in this home space, had you noticed anything that's maybe different or? things you would change or anything related to, to that or not?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I I love that you're focusing on that with, you know, your show and your content right now, because it's a really important conversation to have over and over again. I think, you know, I've been a woman in tech for so long that I've, I've been part of this, a version of this conversation in a different sector and it is tough in many ways. In my experience, I've been in this game for so long um, that I have a lot of confidence around my abilities and my skill set. that I don't know if that confidence just comes through, but I don't find myself being treated differently um, mm-hmm. in this space. And part of it's probably because I am at the CEO level and at the owner level. And then my general manager who happens to be a male is running things in the day to day, um, which means he's interfacing with folks and, mm-hmm. you know. So perhaps there would be a difference, but I did a lot of our sales and uh, customer communication in the beginning, never ran into that. And we have a number of of clients who are, as I mentioned, general contractors and uh, that are subbing out with us and never ran into any issues. What's interesting is that um, our team, we have a full-time team of five folks in the shop in addition to our general manager, and two of them are women. Yeah, I, I don't see that ratio changing much. Um, and so it's essentially half, right? Our whole team is yeah. basically 50-50 when you add all of us up. And so I find a lot of, a great, a lot of pride in that. And we also have LGBTQ people on our team and in our, my business partner identifies as LGBTQ. And so I think in general, there's a lot of need for just diversification in this space. And everybody, on our I'm the oldest of our whole team. And I'm 40. Uh, and so people coming into the space are a younger generation who um, we hire people with experience. They've grown up on farms. They've grown up in their you know dad's wood shop. And so it's not that they're not experienced, but we take pride in bringing in a younger generation that can carry on this type of trade because it is it is in many ways a dying trade. And so we're, we're proud of that being something that we um, focus on, too. So.
0: Well, the young, I find, um, and this is kind of obvious, but young people have a lot, uh, a different mindset about LGBTQ women, people being who they are in the workplace. So it may be, hopefully, in the future, I'm hoping it'll be a non-issue.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Right. How can people get in touch with Door Renew?
1: So easiest thing would be to go to doorrenew.com, that's two R's, doorrenew.com, and you can click on locations and click on your state to see uh, if there is a franchise in your area. Um, They are growing rapidly. They uh, acquired the kind of original franchise owners last year and have brought on uh, countless new locations in the past 18 months. And so it's growing quickly. And every owner that comes on owns the entire metro area. So it's not like a subway franchise where like you have this block, right? For example, in Colorado, we have not only Denver, but everywhere from the Kansas border to Grand Junction, which is on the Western slope, everywhere from almost Colorado Springs to Wyoming, Do we serve all of it yet? No, but uh, that is what we intend to do as we scale. So um, if anybody's in our area, they can reach us uh, through Door Renew website, doorrenew.com slash Denver. And uh, like I said, go to the location page for any of the other locations.
0: Thank you so much, Amy. Thank you, Catherine.
1: I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here and love the work that you're doing.
0: Thanks for listening to the podcast. I wouldn't be able to do this without you, the listener. I invite you to join me on Instagram at Talking Home Renovations, where we are building up a friendly community. Other ways to get in touch are in the show notes, including the weekly newsletter that includes photos from the episodes. It's kind of worth signing up for that. Talking Home Renovations with Maven is proud to be a member of Gable Media, the most engaged AEC network on the planet. If you're into architecture, check out what the network has to offer at GableMedia.com. That is G A B L M E D I A.com. Until next time, take it easy.